All right, Brian, before we jump into our favorite part of the show, which is the Twitter mailbag, I want to say a quick thank you once again to our sponsor, Boomer Jacks. Wings and football, uh, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. It's the perfect combo, and Boomer Jacks has you hooked up with wing specials during the week. Uh, Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, so whatever your flavor is, Boomer Jacks, as he said, it is the perfect spot for whatever sort of atmosphere you're looking for. If you're looking for a place to watch the game with your buddies, Boomer Jacks is the place. If you're looking for an affordable place to go hang out with your family, have a nice family dinner, Boomer Jacks is the place. If you're looking for a happy hour with the coldest beer you can find, Boomer Jacks is the place. 17 DFW locations. You can find yours at boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, uh, let's take a look at some of these Twitter mailbag questions. Uh, first one from Shelby. Her, her question is, can you guys discuss Tolbert, Jalen Tolbert, what y'all see slash here relative to what we can view as progress? In general, are we talking about lack of confidence or still so much on his plate, quote-unquote, as Stephen Jones had said recently? Um, Brian, I mean... I was really high on Jalen Tolbert. I know you liked Jalen Tolbert. I, I think I was probably higher on him than you were, though. Um, but but ultimately, this is disappointing. This has been a very disappointing start because I was expecting the Michael Gallup rookie season type of performance, which Gallup had his his lumps along the way, but he was an NFL-ready receiver. He came in, he contributed right away. We're not getting that with Jalen Tolbert right now. No, and by the way, uh, thank you for the question, Shelby, and Reckham. She's a big She's Texas a big Tech Red Texas, Raider yeah. fan, so congratulations to you guys yeah. out there. And, yeah, Bobby took the L on that one. Um, you know, I, I think the thing with Tolbert, it it just seemed like to me that every time – man, this was – there were several players at training camp, whether it was, you know, uh, Garibay, the kicker, and here we are, Texas Tech reference there. But it seemed like there were just players, young players that were in camp that every time you thought they were making a little progress, something would happen. They would not make a play. They would not make a kick. They'd not make a catch. They wouldn't get a block. They wouldn't, you know, there were just things going on and on and on. And, and, you know, I thought Tolbert coming in was going to be a plug and play guy. I I saw a really a super productive player there at South Alabama. I saw a guy that went, got the football, attacked it, uh, you know, and, and he, he, he was never afraid to, to go make a play, you know, big plays, always all over the field. And then he was kind of one of those guys that would talk, you know, talk S after yeah. and I, And I thought, man, this guy's got some – he's got some moxie to him and some some dog and some, you know, and some of those things. And I, I just – I haven't seen that, man. He plays like a meek, soft player right now. Not yep. going to get in the football. That Paul he caught the other day. Cooper Rush threw it in a perfect spot. Run under it. Go get it. Track it. Find it. I can't tell you how many times I saw at South Alabama, you know, him there make a play down the field of catching a ball like that. And I'm, I'm thinking it's he's got he's going to need to get going. But man, you know, three weeks in, they're going to give him. They're going to keep giving him shots until he proves everybody wrong. But he needs to find a way to have some success in order for him to continue to dress. Question here from Astute Fanatic. Has there been an internal improvement with Kelvin Joseph being a professional slash more trustworthy? Um, Improvement in the sense that uh, Dallas police have not wanted to talk to him in regards to any crimes, sure. Uh, We haven't run into any of that. If this team trusts him, 
I, I still don't think they're there yet. I, I will say when Diggs went out, it was Calvin Joseph who went in, not Deron Bland. Um, but I, I, I still think that if a corner were to miss a significant amount of time, not just a plug and play, we need you to step in for a sec. I think Deron Bland would get used as a starter ahead of Calvin Joseph. But for the little bit you saw Joseph play, he had the face mask issue. Brian, did you see anything on tape with how you thought he played outside of just the professionalism question? Well, he he plays on special teams, and he's you know one of the flyers outside guys, you know, going down and really you know, really good of you to call him a flyer and not a gunner. Yeah, I, I knew that if I called him a gunner, you would make a joke, so that's why I called him a flyer. So yeah, but he you know that's a you know it seems like special teams is kind of where he's he's you know done some of his better work and. You know, it's a shame they put him in the game the other day. And, you know, he's so sloppy with his technique. You know, he's so grabby. And, and you know, we see it when you watch him in the, you know, when you watch him in training camp and, you know, you watch him in preseason. And he's a capable cover guy. There's no question. But his first instinct is to try and grab. Yeah. And when, grab face mask, that's 15 yards, sir. You can't do that. You know, and there's a lot of these Cowboys on defense that got penalties that you go, what the F are you thinking? But Bland to me, I mean, I don't care if Joseph was a second-round pick and Bland was, what, fifth? I I don't care. You know, put the guy out there that's not going to get penalties that you absolutely trust. And I'm getting to the point where I just don't trust Joseph. I just don't trust him right now. And maybe he's another guy that needs to play with a little bit more confidence. But every time you feel like he's going the right direction, he'll get hurt or something will happen and he has to miss. So give me Bland because I've seen Bland battle. I've seen him battle in the slot. I've seen him battle outside. I've seen him make plays. I've seen him make tackles. Now, Joseph's made tackles on special teams and stuff like that. But but as far as the coverage, if they put a guy out there, I don't need a guy getting a 15-yard face masking penalty. You know, you're you're a big LSU guy. Uh, you you have connections to that program. That was a program that that Kelvin Joseph was ushered out of. What were some of the things you heard about Kelvin Joseph when he was coming out? The number one thing was he's not always in trouble, but trouble is within arm's length. That's what I knew about. You know, they were talking about he's a good kid, but he had times where they wouldn't know where he would be. He'd be gone for two or three days, you know, and he had that in his music career and all that. And, you know, so he was probably involved in those things, but yeah, the biggest thing they said to me was good kid, but he's not in trouble, but trouble is always within arm's length. That's exactly what they told me before he got drafted. And it's, it's played out that way so far in his NFL career. It seems like a question here from Jake. Carson Wentz on Sunday over under three turnovers against the Cowboys. I'll go under because this Cowboys team is as good as the defense has been. They're, they're still looking to be as opportunistic as they were last year. The, the turnovers. Yeah, standing, Bobby Diggs could have had three interceptions in that game the other night. Hey, he could have, he, he was, he was close. Uh, but Man. Dan even talked about it goes right through his hands. The, the last play he made was a really a beautiful interception, but he had three opportunities to make interceptions in that game. And only Are you playing over? Are you going to give him the over on three turnovers? Um, I'm going to say – I'll say over on three turnovers because I think, wow. I think he'll throw a pick and I think he'll have two pocket breakdowns. How about that? There we go. All right, all right. Brian brought us. Say it with your chest. That I will say that 
Diggs is getting really close. I think we're getting close to another run where Diggs is going to have like, you know, he could have three. He could have three interceptions. And there was that one, and Dan Quinn talked about it. He's like, I know you guys saw it too. And we were watching from the press box. It looked like when he was charging, that one that went through his hands, that was as I saw it developing, I was like, that's a pick six. He's Mm -hmm. scoring. They, it, it looked like he was going to be there. But but so far, uh, remember, we're going to have to keep count this year, Brian, as to Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs' interceptions. Yeah, you're, my, you're my man Brown predict- needs to get off the snide a little bit, yeah. Your bold prediction was that Anthony Brown would have uh, more picks than, than Trayvon Diggs, so we still yep. got to fight for that. Yep. Uh, next question here from Angel Torres. We've talked a little bit about this, uh, but I'll be honest, Brian, you rode the fence a little bit, so, so I'm going to need you to come off the fence. What happens when Tyron Smith returns healthy and ahead of schedule? I don't think they put him back in there now. I don't. Who, who would let, let, Let's say they decide to put him back in. Does that put Tyler Smith? Let, let's uh, operate under the assumption. Brian, Tyron Smith comes back healthy, and they want to put him in. Does that put Tyler Smith to the bench? Do they move Tyler Smith to right tackle? Do they move Tyron to right tackle? Do they move Tyler to left guard and put Peters back in the bench? Let's operate under the assumption he does come back. How, what What combo do you think they'd get him back on the field with? Jason Peters, in my whole scouting life, I saw him play tackle, left tackle. Last week was the first time that I had ever seen him play guard. Mm-hmm. And I that shows you what they think about Tyler Smith playing left tackle. Yep. The fact that they didn't move Tyler Smith to guard and play Jason Peters at tackle tells me that they're probably not interested in putting Tyron Smith back in there at right tackle. I think there. I think as long as Tyler Smith can hold the job, and you know he's going to have some bumps along the way. We've seen a few of them. Sure, you're you're seeing the future play left tackle now, and let's. I mean, you you saw Tyron Smith today, right? Didn't you see him in the locker room? Yeah, yeah he, he he. Which Tyron's never in the locker, like even yeah. when he's healthy. Uh, but yeah, it was the first time we saw him today. He was he, he walked into he wasn't the locker around or anything or smiling and he said hello to the reporters as he walked by them he initiated which is super rare from tyron smith but then he came in sat next to tyler biotish at his locker talked to him for a little bit no limping around didn't have anything wrapped around his leg i didn't see any braces or anything Are you thinking so, sooner than later here now then no maybe who, who knows they're, they're so cagey with the details about injuries it's it, it's hard well, we to- talked about that we talked about that today on on uh, cowboys break and then, uh, you know, and then we also talked about it on our show on 105.3. And I think a lot of it has to do the injury information is because of what Jerry Jones does, you know, and yeah. his his selling of hopium. And then like when Dak goes down, you're standing there like, you know, and Jerry's trying to give you a timeline and you're trying to kind of get all the information, what's wrong. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, Dak will be back sooner, sooner, sooner. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe Dak needs more time. You know, it, it's just – it's really it's chaos, and you got a head coach that I don't think wants to talk about injuries, but he knows he has a general manager that talks about injuries twice a week on the radio, and then talks about injuries in the post game. So he's having to deal with that. But that's what the problem is. I think the trainers and the players have a different idea of what the injuries are. I think the owner gets information, but he also sells you hopium, is what he does. And I think the head coach is like. Well, we need to think about, and the head coach is very mindful. He wasn't going to make Dalton Schultz play in that game if Dalton Schultz wasn't ready to play. He wasn't going to make Michael Gallup play in that game if he wasn't. You know, let's be honest, though. The whole idea to keep Michael Gallup off pup, remember that whole thing? 
It yeah. was all about that. Keep him off pup. Keep him off pup. And what they do, they kept him off pup. How many games is he going to miss? You know, he's he's going to come back for the fourth game. So, you know, that's – I mean, that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, they maybe they bought a week. You know, maybe they bought that week for – but this head coach isn't going to make these players come back if they don't want to play. He's just not going to do that. And that's one of the things everybody respects about him. By the way, I do have to give the head coach some credit. I think he's working this year. I think he's working on trying to help Kellen Moore. I think he's trying to work on the game plan. I think he's working on suggestions. You know, I think he's showing confidence in his team, you know, with going forward on the fourth and two, fourth and four, you know, telling Kellen Moore have two plays ready. I've been very critical of Mike McCarthy because I thought he was extremely lazy, you know, but it looks like to me that he's, he's, he's done a much better job of, of, being around when he needs to be around and, and being a leader for his team. The hot seat will make people do crazy things. Brian, so. You know, all right. Well, that does it for us. Can I answer the question? I didn't think you that. Did. I, you know, you did. I, no, you, you got it. You got but it. I, but I want to say this though. I have yet to be right about the offensive line and how they're going to, how they play it. I really, I haven't. Well, I, haven't I, I mean, you think of best five, their best five don't match my, your best five or my best five. So, there's a lot of going on right there. A lot of going on. A lot of questions still to answer about this offensive line, about the return of your quarterback, about uh, you know what's going to happen after this game against the Commanders. Uh, we will be back on Monday with you guys with all of our thoughts on, on the most recent game and where things are headed after that. Until Monday, we will talk to you later, and rest in peace, Coolio.